You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the fabulous Feinstein's 54 Below. Before we get started this evening, just a polite reminder, please take this moment to silence your cell phones, and also there is no flash photography, please. everybody and welcome to the fine signs 54 below podcast where we take you behind the scenes at broadway's favorite living room my name is kevin ferguson and i'm an assistant programming director here at the club and our guest today is a broadway veteran and tony award nominated actress she has graced the stage of over 10 Broadway shows, including Smokey Joe's Cafe, Dream Girls, Legs Diamond, Jelly's Last Jam. You can also catch her on TV in The Good Fight. She is an, a phenomenal performer. Please, everyone, help me welcome the one and only Brenda Braxton. Brenda, yeah, welcome. Crowd goes crazy. Crowd goes crazy. What's up? How are well, you? Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. good. This is so yes. exciting. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I have so many questions for you, but uh-huh. I like to start off the podcast with just connecting about last year and where you are now. You're getting back on stage. You're coming back to 54 Below. We're so excited. Is this your first time performing in front of a crowd since the world reopened, or have you been out doing shows? No, I haven't been doing shows. I've been doing a lot of Seth's Stars in the House, which has been fun, Mm -hmm. posting those. Mm -hmm. Have I gone out to perform, really? No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be something. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very that. And even with this show, it's changing from day to day because we're still in this pandemic. And so things are changing. And my original idea for the show has morphed into a little something different. There's just, I think there's probably just going to be more shenanigans happening. Yes, shenanigans. <laughs> <show>. Yes. Listen. <laughs> Because it says Brenda Braxton after hours. I was very yes. intrigued. <laughs> that is yes, exciting. Yes. Okay, yes. so you're coming back. This is kind of like your first time back on the stage since everything happened last year. With last year, did you find any new skills? You're so multi-talented, but we didn't really get to see a lot of those during the quarantine. Did you find any new skills during the quarantine? Well, I think my hosting skills were kind of like front and center, Mm -hmm. like one-on-one interviews, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I find that I really, really enjoy doing that, Yeah, which was how I came up with the original idea for 54 Below. As I said, it has morphed into something else, but I wanted to do more of like a Johnny Carson kind of, you know. Yes. But because now we are in such a lockdown and just social distancing, I think I'm going to probably just have to have it with me, more traditional, me on the stage, still interacting with the audience because I love doing that. Mm -hmm. I love messing with people in the audience. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my forte. Mm -hmm. So I just changed it a little bit just to be a little more like that. But I love the idea of 
the hosting and the one-on-one and talking to the audience and really breaking that fourth wall. So I'm excited to be able to do that at 54 Below now. Yeah. Hosting is really fun. I feel like you just get to have fun conversations with your friends or just people Mm -hmm. you weren't going to be able to talk to. Was there anyone that you interviewed or talked to over the quarantine that you were just really excited about or didn't get to meet ever or starstruck a little maybe? Do you get starstruck, Brenda? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh my God. Absolutely. I get starstruck. But one of the most fun was I brought back some of the mature ladies of the business. So I had BB Newworth and I had, God bless her, Anne Rankin, Uh. my Chicago friends, Valerie Pettifor, Allison Williams Foster, Graciela Maria. And so that was fun. Just talking to these women who, you know, know something. So that was fun. Who else did I, I had also, I had on Robin Herder, who is in Moulin Rouge right Mm -hmm. now. She does the tango in Moulin Rouge, and she is just out of her mind. And I just love people who who are just happy and out of their mind and just love life. And I like improvising. I really do like improvising and not knowing what people are going to say or do or what's going to make them laugh or blush. Because sometimes I say some stuff that's like, oh, I just really say that. Yes. <laughs> I'm old enough to, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what I like. And that's what this what year and a half has kind of really brought out in me. The fact that I really like doing that. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, the quarantine definitely had to everyone who's an artist still had to get their artistic outlets even though things were shut down last year. So to hear some people like finally recorded that EP they always wanted to do, or Mm -hmm. some people finally recorded that podcast they always want. It's just really exciting to hear that we didn't let that stop us from being artists and being artistic. Yeah. Not at all. It's very inspiring, especially to hear everyone else who has had careers on Broadway Mm -hmm. to hear they were still learning new ways to get through the day. It's very inspiring. Absolutely. And this whole Zoom and what is it? Scream yard, stream yard, (laughs) street strip yard, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So you can tell how much I know about it, right? (laughs) But people my age are learning new skills, learning how to stay present and how to be relevant. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And the biggest fear of most women, especially in this business, is to stay relevant. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I don't know your perspective, but from my perspective, you have always stayed relevant, Brenda. Oh, I mean, thank you. I mean, I just feel like your performance in Smokey Joe's Cafe is so memorable. There's no way anyone's going to ever be able to forget you oh. in that moment. And you even got oh, Tony nominated you. for it. Absolutely. What was thank that experience you. like, rocking with oh, the show? Oh, my goodness. I don't even know if... I. Even today, I don't know if I can really explain how that felt, because I always talk about, and I talked about this with Cheetah Rivera as well, too, because she also came up as an ensemble kind of person. Now she's Cheetah Rivera, you know what I mean? And so I often feel that little dancer is still inside of me. So to be nominated for a show like Smokey Joe's Cafe, still feeling like, oh my God, but I'm just this little dancer from the Bronx Mm -hmm. who learned how to sing because she had to and learned how to act because she had to. I'm nominated? Oh my God. And when they say, okay, it doesn't mean anything if you're nominated. Oh yes, it does mean something to be nominated. It It changed my whole 
projection of where my career and how people saw me. Wow. You know what I mean? You felt the difference. It was that. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Even today, we celebrated, we closed in 2000. Right. So we opened in, I think it was 94, 95. And Smokey Joe's is still so relevant today. Mm-hmm. I still have people who come up to me and said, oh my God, I saw you when I was in high school. I hate when they said when I was in <laughs> high school, but, <laughs> but that's okay. That's well, I mean, okay. you were a teenager when you did Smokey Joe's, right? <laughs> I was 12. Yes. <laughs> my mother had to sign for me. Yes. Yes. That's what I said. <laughs> yep. So yes. But yeah, it's still relevant today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still out there and it's still, it was the little show who could. Yeah. The little show that could. Mm-hmm. We didn't get good reviews, as a matter of oh, fact. Oh, really? We I don't got, No. Oh, wow. As a matter of fact, Richard Frankel, one of our producers, also from <laughs> oh, yes. 54 Below, oh, yes. for our anniversary, gave us a poster with all of the bad quotes because <laughs> we were. <laughs> We were oh still God. the little show that no one thought we would survive, and we survived four years on Broadway. Wow. So you just never know. You really don't you know. know. <laughs> and especially, I love what you said about being a little dancer from the Bronx. I have a lot of family from the Bronx as well, so mm-hmm. I really connect with stories from yes. that neighborhood. and. It was dancing for you early on. Like, when did you start dancing? Or, oh, or where? I started dancing at four. Wow. I was four years old when my mom put me in dancing school. I started with the tap mm-hmm. and the ballet and all that, but I don't tap. <laughs> Everyone knows I don't tap. Don't 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 ask Brenda to tap. <laughs> Please don't. I got a story about that too. With God love him, Gregory Hines. But that's for another. Oh my so, goodness! Yeah, I started out as a little dancer, and I went to Catholic school for eight years. And then when it was time to go to high school, a teacher told me about performing arts high school. I had no mm-hmm. idea what it was. I didn't, and I didn't tell my mom that this was the high school I wanted to go to. I auditioned without her knowing. I had to <laughs> choreograph like this little three minute piece, and she didn't know anything until my acceptance letter. came came in that we are accepting you to the high school of performing arts. And mm-hmm. she was like, what is this? And she said, well, as long as you keep your grades up, which I didn't always do, <laughs> but she said, this is what you want to do. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my mom was a very similar way too. She was like, I didn't even take Kevin to the audition. He found it himself and this is mm-hmm. what he wanted to do. So that's when you know it's in you. Yeah. It's, it's what God gave you. Yeah, you know? for sure. So. You definitely have been taking what God gave you and ran with it. It didn't even <laughs> start with Smokey Joe's. It started with Dream Girls, right? You were in Dream Girls first or? No, it actually started with Guys and Dolls Guys back and in dolls. 1976. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that was my first Broadway show with Ken Page. Oh, I love me some Ken Page. Mm-hmm. Ernestine Jackson, Robert Guillaume, Julia Lima, who is still around. She's performing and she's an actress now. Mm-hmm. She put me in the show. We're still wow. good friends. But yeah, that was that my first Broadway show. Wow. Yeah. Still performing to this day. 
from there, you went on to doing so many shows that we know yeah. and love you from like Chicago and Dreamgirls. And you even choreographed the Dreamgirls concert in 2001. Yes, yes. Co-choreographed and directed the concert for the Actors Fund that was with Seth Rudetsky, who's my good, 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 good friend. Mm-hmm. He's out of his mind and he just <laughs> so yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did that. And it was one of the highest grossing benefits wow. that they had ever, ever done because it was also right after 9-11 and from that cowbell everyone just they lost their minds yeah I bet they just lost their minds I bet and to have that cast I've seen that concert a couple times so to now know that those dance now where they are and and where those people are Billy Porter Mm -hmm. Norm Lewis Audra McDonald Heather Headley Mm -hmm. Lewis White where those people are now and even people who were in the ensemble we had like 60 something people in the whole ensemble you look back at those people and you go oh my god yeah who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. You just, you don't know, but y- you have the idea and you keep it going and it turns into a production, especially when you have that many musical yeah. theater people in a room. It's always going to be something oh, special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's some good stuff from there. Seth has a couple of videos that he's shown from our rehearsals that watching Lilius, who is also going to be at 54 Below at some point, I think, mm-hmm. next year, watching her sing, I'm telling you, I'm not going, just literally sitting down, me, <laughs> Heather Headley, Audra McDonald, Norm Lewis, Seth on the piano by himself, blowing it out of the hemisphere. Yeah. And just so easygoing, but also the camaraderie that was there. It still gives me chills. Mm -hmm. I bet. It's so easy to have a talent like that and not have a nice personality that matches. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when it does, it's so exciting. It is. Mm-hmm. And it does your heart well. Mm-hmm. It, does, it really does your heart well. Because you do have those folks who think that they are everything and they want everyone to know that they think they are everything. Yeah. Which to me is just a waste of energy. It is. It is. Yeah. But if you've been in the industry long enough, you know how to see people for who they are oh, yeah. and just leave oh, them right yeah. there too. You're like, all right, I know leave who you are. Leave them right where they see ya. <laughs> Bye, girl. <laughs> Oh, uh, Brenda, you are a genie. You are so funny. Oh my God. I'm not supposed to be chuckling this hard. <laughs> I feel like though, with that much insight and knowing all the people you've met in your career, is that what inspired you to also be a published author? You've written books, The Little Black Book of Backstage Etiquette. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I love that. We need more literature just like that for exact reasons we were just talking about, being nice. Absolutely, absolutely. How'd you come up with that idea to write that? Funny you ask. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so my career, Jesus, keep me near the cross. Um, (laughs) I was doing Cats. And you know, in Cats, uh, Cats on Broadway, and you wear those unitards Mm -hmm. in Cats. We all shared a dressing room and I was in the dressing room and we were getting undressed and I saw one of the performers just kind of pull their unitard off and just kind of leave it on the floor. Mm. And I was like, excuse me, mm-hmm. are you going to leave that right there? And she's like, oh yeah, they'll get it. And I was like, oh, uh. mm, okay. So <laughs> fast forward years, 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 years later, I'm doing the whiz out in Florida 
And I was sharing the room with the young girl who was playing Dorothy, and I was an M. And there's a tradition in theater where you give your dresser just a little tip, a little thank you at the end of the week or at the end of the month. So I said to her, so do you want to go in together and give our tip, or do you want to do it separately? And she didn't really know what I was talking about. And it got me thinking again about all these little Mm -hmm. things that go on backstage that they don't teach in college and universities in the theater department. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, there's a couple of things that I think folks would would learn from or enjoy or whatever. So I just started putting all of these little things together. And then I started getting quotes from people like Cheetah and BB and some stage managers of things that they've gone through with actors or performers. And then my friend, my good friend, Bobby Day, who I did Dreamgirls with, he did the illustrations for me. It's just kind of like these little cartoon illustrations. And it just turned out to be what I think is the cutest little book you know (laughs) with just some things that you just don't think about like how to treat your dresser Mm -hmm. how to treat your stage manager your production stage manager how to even treat the prop men yeah you know a lot of times people are backstage and they pick up props and they move props and it's like no don't touch that's not yours (laughs) not your prop don't touch it exactly (laughs) so it's little things like that yeah little gems like that that's in the I feel like it's helpful, especially where we're moving. I feel like everyone is so pressed to learn how to do a triple pirouette, but they're not pressed to learn how to have the etiquette backstage that is held so high in the theater world specifically. I was just trying to explain this to some fashion friends of mine who work in fashion. Mm -hmm. I was like, you don't get to be mean in the theater world. No, You can be mean in the fashion world maybe, but if you're mean in the theater world, that is... That's it. Yeah, you done. That's it. You'll be sitting home going, uh... Why has no one called me? I ain't got no auditions for nothing. And it doesn't take anything out of you just to be cordial and to be nice. And in the book, I said, your dresser is not your mother, your cleaning lady, your therapist. Your dresser is there to assist you in your show. Yeah. So you have to respect that. Yeah. Most of the time, they're there from sunup to sundown. Mm-hmm. Stage managers are there from sunup to sundown. They're dealing with everybody's stuff. So just be kind. And I think getting back to what you were just saying, a lot of performers are also just so focused on getting that room to themselves. They are principal, mm-hmm. so they want that principal dressing room, and they want that. that. But you don't even know how to deal with a chorus dressing room. (laughs) You need to be able to (laughs) respect people in the chorus dressing room. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They don't even think about that. Yeah, it's really crazy. And it does start early with the theater programs and the high school programs. That kind of stuff needs to be implemented there. Do you ever get a chance to go and talk to the children, the college kids and do any workshops or anything not really i think maybe i've done four of them Mm -hmm. i hate planning that far in advance (laughs) (laughs) brenda sometimes they're like okay lady braxton we want you to come next may to i'm like well wait a minute hold up it's not even christmas yet mm-hmm. okay I can't do it that, we can't that far in advance. we can't think that far in advance truly no, can't, can't do it truly yeah, yeah. no I- yeah so i have not done it <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do like a masterclass in New York this summer or something okay. like that. Okay, but what would a uh, Lady Braxton masterclass be? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> just a whole two hours of me being me. Are they ready for that? I don't think so. <laughs> Listen, I would definitely buy a ticket just to sit and be a fly on the wall at whatever oh, workshop God. you give. I ask that because I just feel like you have so much insight in how to jump into these roles. I mean, you played Velma Kelly multiple times. So you must have like a routine on how you prepare for these roles and these tasks or no, do you not have a routine? What's interesting is that I don't necessarily have a routine other than trying to keep my voice healthy, Mm -hmm. things like that, trying to keep my weight down. (laughs) But I think one thing that is good and bad about my career is that I tend to accept roles and things that I'm comfortable with. Mm. And that's good in a sense, but it's also bad in a sense because I don't feel like I stretched as much as I could have Mm. as a performer or as an actress. A couple of years ago, someone asked me to do this reading of a show about this African-American nun And she was a Catholic nun, and she was one of the very few African-American nuns. Mm. And I was like, you want me to be a nun? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's going to be a stretch. (laughs) If it ain't sister act, I don't know. (laughs) If it ain't sister act with with hair and all that. But I said yes. And the amount of stretching I had to do Mm. for that It was uncomfortable, yet it was exciting, yet it was like, why did I say yes? Yet it was, I'm so glad I said yes. Mm. So that's why I say it's good and bad how I've accepted certain roles. Most of them kept me very comfortable, like Velma Kelly or Smokey Joe's Cafe or stuff like that. But I wish I had stretched a little more. And you never say never because you never know. Right. And down the line, when I decide to start maybe getting a couple of wrinkles. (laughs) Decide. I love that. When I decide. Then I can still delve into those meaty roles. Yeah. Because you're old longer than you're young. So by that time, maybe I will accept more roles to be the mother. Okay. 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 Oh, the grandmother. Oh, the grandmother, Jesus. <laughs> the glam mother. I think, I think there yeah, we go. it would be oh, a glam heaven. mother. <laughs> yes, I like it. Listen, yes. you got to you gotta flip the narrative to fit <laughs> exactly. yourself. But going back to Velma Kelly, I just love Chicago so much. And I know how intricate that choreography is. To prep for that role, do you remember the first time you were prepping for that or any fun story or how that even came to be? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so the first time I auditioned for Chicago, I was still doing Smokey Joe's Cafe. And I was so bad (laughs) in that audition. I was like, where's my purse? Where's my bag? No. I got to go. Excusing I to, yourself? I no. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm going, I'm leaving. And I am telling you, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> so that was back in, like, when it had first opened. And then I was doing a show called Little Ham. And a friend of mine, Richard Vita, and his husband, Bob Billick, who was one of the conductors on Chicago, his husband was still doing Chicago. And I had gone to, okay, this is a story all around Joe's barn. (laughs) But I had gone to like a little Thanksgiving dinner. Mm -hmm. Roz Ryan was there and, and my friend who I said before, Julia Lima and everybody. And Roz said, they're looking for another Velma. You should think about that. And I was like, Hmm. 
Richard Vita's husband is a conductor on Chicago. Mm-hmm. They can probably help me with some of that, right? So I mentioned it to him and he was like, yes, definitely. So then I called a friend of mine, Robert Tatad, mm-hmm. who knew Fosse, because I had never done Fosse before, but who knew Fosse and who kind of knew Hot Honey Rag, the last number. And he came over to Smokey Joe's Cafe I think I was still doing Smokey Joe's Cafe when I decided to audition again. I was someplace. And he taught me Hot Honey Rag, like in this little room. And he taught me all the moves and everything. And sure enough, I auditioned again. And they were like, okay, yeah, come on and join us. Wow. So like, I know. See, that's about having friends, too. You did that. Because yes. if I was a hateful person, <laughs> people would have been like, oh, you going to audition? Oh, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that, girl. Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm talking about, too. It goes back to the little black book of backstage etiquette. Keeping your spirit pure and have a spirit that people will go, oh, you're going to do that? Okay, let me help you with that. I know how to do it. Mm. So, yeah. I just love it. I think you come with so much insight. And it's crazy because some people are just a dancer or or an Mm -hmm. actor, but you are so much more. You're an author and a philanthropist, an entrepreneur. Like, how do you have time? What inspires you? How do you keep going? (laughs) That's a good question. I think what I've told people before is the fact that most of the time, I'm just looking to do the work. Mm. People ask, especially now with all of this awakening, all of a sudden awakening Mm. and what's proper and what's not proper. And you can't say that anymore. You can't (laughs) do that anymore. No, I'm not taking that job. And when I was coming up, it wasn't about that. It was about, can I have this job? Can I have a chance to audition for this? Can I, can I, and it was more about me doing the work, getting the work, trying to work, mm. fitting in. And that kind of mind frame has always stayed with me. Wow. Even today, I'm like, okay, what's next? Oh, they want me to do 54 below. Oh, Charles, you know how many <laughs> people have done 54 below? I got to come with a this and that, that, that. Oh my goodness, they want me to audition. No, I'm not auditioning for that, but I will go in for this because I need the job. And it, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just that. It just keeps going. Mm-hmm. It, and I've never stopped to really think, Ooh, no, that's what I'm going to do it. It was never that. Wow. It was, I got to work. Okay, what's the next thing? Ooh, I'm nervous about doing that. But okay, who can I call to help me with this? And you know, Mm -hmm. totally. Does that make sense? Definitely. You're inspired by the people around you and just. Oh, absolutely. And just the ideas that come to you because you're an artist and it just naturally comes to you. It's harder to explain sometimes, but. It is. And and the thing is, you also have to make sure that you keep the people around you, like you're in a circle, keep them at the same vibration that you are or higher. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If I find that someone is making me feel not Brenda Braxton, not happy or not at least in a good mood or on a nice level, y'all got to go. Okay. You're messing up my energy. Mm -hmm. You're messing up my energy. Mm -hmm. You're messing up my spirit. Mm -hmm. You're messing up all that. And I can say I have got the most amazing friends. Mm -hmm. I really do. I have got the best, best friends. I've got friends still from high school that we still hang out and talk. But that is so, so important. Mm -hmm. That's important with your love life, too. But that's a different (laughs) podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) Yes, after 
wow. Yes. <laughs> but that is so, so important mm -hmm. because if you start letting people into your spirit and into your world and into your circle, who are those people who are, oh, no, you ain't got to do that. Oh, no, God, I, I, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. Can't have that. No. I can be unhappy by myself at home in my bed with my kitty cat. Period. <laughs> Period. By myself. I don't need that energy. And that helps you. My friends, and I'm babbling now, but my friends are the types of friends that I come up with crazy ideas. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I go to them and I go, Ooh, I got this idea. And they're like, okay all right well what do you need me to do <laughs> right where do you need me to stand where, where you need me to stand mm -hmm. okay. and that's definitely the friends you want to keep around absolutely this is, podcast is about you but i recently did a little show as well and i was so scared to ask certain people for help and i ended up waiting mm -hmm. to the last minute to ask people for help and those people definitely said yes but they were like kev yeah. if you would have yeah. asked me earlier yeah me. Yes. We could have been had some amazing stuff happening. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of a human thing too. I don't want to bother anyone. Yep. I don't want to seem like I'm weak, like yeah. I need anything. Or No, we got to get rid of that. Yeah. Have to get rid of that. People need help. And especially if you have the right people in your circle. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know? I'm so inspired by you. And I just think it's crazy. You even started your own organization, not for profit called Leading Ladies Just for Teens. Yes, that was back when I was doing Smokey Joe's. I had organizations who were working with at-risk teenagers and especially girls. I would have them come in on Sunday mornings before our matinee and we would sit in the lobby and we would talk about dreams and what would you be doing mm -hmm. in a perfect world. And I would talk to them while I put my show makeup on and wow. then they would get to see the show and then they would get to meet the cast. And we had a lot of women working backstage in supposedly non-traditional which have become more traditional mm -hmm. roles like the electrician and the prop ah. person and stuff like that. So they would get to meet those women for them to see that there's a whole nother world out here. Mm -hmm. If you just, again, ask for help, open your eyes, be with people who are about something. So yeah, so I had that, but then I had to stop it once we closed because it was really hard finding places to do it. And there was a lot of paperwork that went into getting them into the theater. So yeah, I ended up shutting it down. I mean, but, but the fact that you were able to do that for even oh, the yeah. time you did it, it was so impactful, I'm sure to the careers and yes. the dreams of those young people. It's just so awesome. And I think there's yeah. a lot of actors who have time in their day to do stuff like that and choose not to. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you even did it for the short stint you did, is still very yeah. amazing. Even in yeah. 2021, you should be very proud about that yeah. kind of stuff. I am. And I'm actually still in touch with one of the young ladies. Aww. She was in, yeah, she started doing really well to the point where I asked her to be in my second wedding. <laughs> uh, again, that's that other podcast, but... <laughs> So ah, I cannot days. wait till that podcast, y'all. There's obviously a part two that needs to happen. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, and she's still doing really well. And so I always say, if that's the only one that I touched, my life is good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. My life is good. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, because you've done 10 Broadway shows. Yeah, 10, about, 10. about 10. Yeah. From that first mm -hmm. show to now, do you feel there's a culture shift in Broadway at all? Do you feel like it's different, the industry, in any kind of way? 
it's becoming different now. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, my mind was so fixated on just doing good work. Yeah. I look back on stuff now and go, wow, that was a bit racist. <laughs> wow, that was a bit. <laughs> wow is that what they really meant when they said that to me yeah because my mind was oh i'm doing good work and most of the time i was the only black girl in the show or whatever we used to do what do they call them industrials Mm. i was the only black girl in the industrial Mm -hmm. but at that time it was about me working okay is that going to get me to my next job is that going to who am i meeting here how am i you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so now i'm seeing a big shift but i'm also seeing and this might get me in a little trouble. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of stuff that I'm going, oh, Miss Thing, that really bothers you. Uh, really, that's going to bother you? Yes, I know exactly Stop what you mean. Stop being so thin-skinned. Mm-hmm. So there are situations like that as well. And there are situations that's like, yes, okay, yes. Because mm-hmm. they said that to me back in 19th and they need to know that. That's like, we can't be know? saying that, you're right. So we got to find a happy medium mm-hmm. because we also can't, just walk around mad all the time. Yeah, yeah. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. Even as black performers, as African-American performers, weigh out what you need to be mad at and what you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Save that energy. You know, yeah. save that energy. Put mm-hmm. that energy into doing your eight shows a week and not calling out because you broke a nail. Okay. Oh, all right. Let her know, Brenda. Let her Come know. Come on. Let's get this together. You would so because we want longevity. Yeah, you would say that mm-hmm. it was just a little bit more tough love back in the day, and the tough love is still being given these days. But people are spending more time getting rid of that tough love and procrastinating and mad I, well, at I the tough love. So. Yeah, yeah. I would hope. So. Yeah, I would hope that. When someone gives you a note, like back in the day, when you got a note from your director, choreographer, you took the note and you looked at it and you went, okay, well, let me see what they're talking about. Nowadays, nobody wants to get notes. Mm-hmm. I see what They you think mean. they have arrived. Mm-hmm. You have not arrived. You ain't even got a ticket yet. <laughs> So how you gonna arrive? You ain't got no ticket. You ain't got your luggage. Mm-hmm. You ain't packed nothing. You ain't packed nothing. Nothing. You don't have anything in here. Mm-hmm. Just a little thing like that. Yeah. Take the note. If you are truly about your art, then you're gonna want to know what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? Oh yeah, let me do more of that. Let me do less of this. Come on, children. Come on, children. Come on, children. <laughs> Come on. Listen, I totally get that. Though you're saying it's just a little bit much these days. Are there any shows, new shows that you are very excited for or had a chance to see because they're new or anything? Yes, I've seen a couple of shows. For one, Lackawanna Blues. Mm -hmm. I saw that. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. And I had done Jelly's Last Jam with that crazy man, <laughs> Ruben Santiago. Mm-hmm. He is out of his mind. We had so much fun, mm-hmm. him and Keith David and Savion and Gregory. And to see him in that, I saw it three times. Wow. But to see him in that, I cried yeah. every time I saw him in that. Yeah. Then to see Trouble in Mind with LaShawn. Oh, I still haven't seen it. Uh, yes. I gotta go. Because LaShawn and I did Dream Girls together. Uh-huh. 
And I tease her now. I was like, oh, LaShance, let me find out your name is above the tatter. <laughs> okay. I, we laugh about that all the time. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's brilliant. We go way back and good, good girlfriends, cocktails and all that. Ooh, did I say cocktails? Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> good, good Judy's, good friends. Good, good yeah. adult beverages. Mm-hmm. Thoughts of a colored man. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Powerful. Yes powerful 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 yeah. so yeah so i'm getting to see some good theater coming out of this whole pandemic I know, thing because I, I think that people are accepting mm-hmm. the fact that we have good shows too okay oh i'm very excited about it but yes. i'm a yes, little biased yes, yes. and obvious reasons but aren't we all at this <laughs> point but some good stuff came out of that yeah, those are the main ones that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I saw a little show called Dana, I think it's called. Okay. Have you heard of it? I don't think I've Dana, it's literally a transcript of this woman who had been taken hostage by this mentally ill guy, and she ended up spending like years with him. Oh, but the actress, and I'm so sorry, I can't remember the actress's name, who they're interviewing the actress as this woman, but the transcript, she's lip syncing <gasps> the actual transcript. Yes, I've heard of this of show. This, this, oh, I've heard of this. I haven't seen it yet, but my I, God. yes. Mm-hmm. If you get to see it, it's everything. please do. It's everything. Wow. It's everything. What that actress is doing is phenomenal. Yeah. It really, really, really is. Uh, I'm so just, yeah. I'm just so happy the world is back open, even though the world is opened a little weird. It's still yes. open enough for us to at least see the shows. Absolutely. And that's been and very helpful. That's why I also I love my Broadway because they are not playing at these Broadway shows. Oh, no. They're like, they got their signs, put your damn mask mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. But, well, not damn, but you that's know. That's what put they your say. Mask on. That's how I read them. <laughs> you know, uh-huh, put your damn mask on. And they're not, they're not playing. No. You show your cards, you show your ID. Mm -hmm. And I like that because I do miss going to the theater. Mm -hmm. I do miss the camaraderie of theaterhood Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Broadway's not playing. No. They're like, yeah, no. mm -mm, No. no, mm -mm." Because Broadway was impacted so hard last year to be irresponsible moving forward, opening theaters and Broadway would be just irresponsible. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because we want the longevity of it. Mm -hmm. You know, we want it to really, really morph back into really feeling comfortable going back to theater. So I'm excited. I'm more excited Mm -hmm. to go back to the cabaret and see you at 54 Below. (laughs) I mean, the show description for your show says a funny twist to an evening that weaves the story of your many years on Broadway. Yes. I can't wait. What does <laughs> like that, that even I like mean? That what does that even mean? Are there, are there surprise guest appearances that. or are there surprise songs? Well, or I'm working on my surprise guests because, again, I wanted them to be there physically with me. But now um working on maybe a virtual kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And right before I got on here with you, I had a meltdown <gasps> because... Yeah. No. I realized that a lot has been going on, of course, for everybody Mm -hmm. this last year. And I've been dealing with my mom. You get to a certain age and then you've got to help your parents. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to get her situated. And in doing all of that, I forgot to sign my streaming contract Uh, for the show. Yeah. And I just found that out like right before I came on with you. Uh So I was like, oh my God. 
<laughs> no. What am I going to do? I know. So we're going to work that out. Mm-hmm. We're going to work that out. But it's basically stories. Yeah. I tell stories of my time on Broadway, off Broadway, between Broadway, above <laughs> Broadway, what life was about love-wise mm-hmm. during this pandemic. Because if you didn't have a boo before this pandemic, <sighs> you were in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, you were in some trouble. Mm-hmm. We maneuvered our way through that. So yeah. the story of that with songs in between, and I think it's going to be fun. It might not be my original concept, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it's songs that I love. Yeah, it's really songs that I love. Listen, so yeah, I already after this conversation, I know you know how to keep an audience entertained with some banter. Oh yeah. So and I don't stories, mind acting the fool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I'm so excited for the stories. I know the numbers and the songs are going to be everything but it does add an extra layer when the performer just is comfortable talking to an audience and just being silly and being themselves absolutely and we need that right now too because we're not out of the woods with this whole thing Mm -hmm. we really aren't and i've made a conscious decision we all get on facebook and instagram and we go down that rabbit hole of all the negative stuff that's going on but i try to make a conscious effort in posting positive stuff and funny stuff and things that just kept your heart just lifted a bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's what this evening is going to be about as well. And I'm hoping that we can do some kind of streaming, even if it's, We got to figure something out. We'll figure it out. It's a virtual world. We'll figure something out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had a little meltdown. No. I must admit. That makes me sad to hear, but... We're going to make sure that show is everything you need, okay? And there will be no other meltdowns, okay? This show is going to be so Because they cause wrinkles. And because they cause wrinkles. They cause wrinkles. We can't. No, 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 no. (laughs) Not until you want to have wrinkles. Exactly. (laughs) You are precious, Kevin. I try to be. You can talk forever. Listen, call me anytime. Call me anytime. (laughs) We are besties now. Yes, we are. Everybody else listening to the podcast. I just want to remind y'all again, y'all have to get tickets to see Brenda. She's going to be at Fine Science 54 Below on Monday, December 13th at 945. Get your tickets. They're on sale right now. You're not going to want to miss this moment. I know you were listening to this podcast getting your whole life. So come on down (laughs) and see her live and live in color. Brenda, do you have anything you want to say to the people? Any mantras you live by or anything? Oh, what do I, I have something on my, I'm in my bedroom and on my dresser every morning I wake up and this is for everyone. This is for theater, for life or whatever. What's for you will never pass you by. Mm. So just remember that when you're out there auditioning and this and that, and going through all of these changes, if it's yours, it's yours. Mm. Yes. Nobody else's. It's yours. And if you didn't get it, it wasn't yours at that time. Mm -hmm. Something else better is for you. Mm. And that goes in everything. Yes. Life. Right? Yes. Uh, Y'all, Brenda (laughs) Braxton, everybody, please make sure you catch her show or support her on social media or just support her in any way. Go buy her book, the etiquette book. Yes. And go to... 
Paramount Plus, The Good Fight. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. My yes. boyfriend said that. My boyfriend was like, oh, my God, she's on The Good Fight. I love her on that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. It, it's fun. That's fun. I can't and even believe we, we didn't having... even talk about that. But yes, even on screen our, and everything. Our next season. Yes. Our next season is going to be coming up. We're going to go into taping in March. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see where they're going with this. Yeah. And Christine Bransky, Audra, all those folks are just wonderful isn't that fun that that cast is also so musical theater heavy as well yes (laughs) i love that i think it's so yes 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 it is great acting it's a lot of it's everything please check out brenda anywhere you can y'all she is amazing (laughs) i'm so happy i got to talk to you and meet you today (laughs) (laughs) and and christmas is coming up so a little black book of backstage etiquette is a wonderful stocking stuffer if people still do that okay Okay, if you're still into yes. those kind of things, she is giving you a yes. great gift idea. Yes, yes, on Amazon. On Amazon. Okay, thank you. Yes, Brenda. Anything else? Anything yes. else for the people? You mean you're literally no. multifaceted, so we have to talk about all of it. <laughs> I just want us to get back to or get to kindness, yeah. compassion, fun, love, happiness, joy. That's all. Yes. Is that asking too much? I don't think so. I think not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you, Brenda, Kevin. it's been great. Thank you so much again. Everyone, thank you for Absolutely. listening. You've been listening to the Fine Science 54 Below podcast, part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.